Hello, awesome people. A completely inspired podcast episode here. It's like, I have got to sit down and talk about this. Are you giving yourself the time and focus to actually shift? So the other day I was taking a class with Maria Yesbrew. She's the 13th generation Kiero Apache Holy One that I train with and and also hang out with, and <laughs> she's awesome. But she was teaching uh, a class about time tracking. And she puts out a calendar where she marks the different energies and the different days, and also the moon cycles and things like this, and uses what she's been taught and has lived about the different energies that are happening. Now, one of the things that's interesting is, as I've talked to lots of different teachers and folks and and there are so many different calendars right and different ways to look at energy tracking astrological calendars um i know uh, there was another teacher i know who did like tibetan numerology and there's like there's just all sorts of different ways to track but if you really start looking into it there's so much similarity between what folks are intuiting and and putting out there about energies and things like that that's just different languages and ways of accessing it and and processing it and walking with it so a little aside about calendars and energy but here's the thing in this class maria talked about how what a person should do needs to do is write down how they're feeling each day and then look back at the calendar and see what they can see about patterns on days where they felt maybe tired or days where they really felt energized or days where they felt like they were getting sort of downloads of information or days where the veil seemed thin or days, those are my words for it. But it's like, take a look at it and see if you can say, oh, wow, on these types of days on this calendar that Maria has, I now notice when it's one of those days, that's how it manifests in my life or that's what happens to me personally often during those days because you have to create your own lexicon again these these are my words now that now 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 i'm not putting words in maria's mouth i'm gonna talk about what she said now from what i got out of it so but i've said this to folks about intuition you're building your own dictionary if you tell your guides if you tell your intuition if you tell your gut that when you see a feather that's a yes for you and you're looking for um, guidance and you see a feather that's a, and that's a yes, then you're going to see feathers when there's things that are yeses. But if you decide that a feather means it's time to go have a snack, <laughs> right? Then when you see feathers, that's what that means to you. Now there is, just like I was saying with the calendars, there are these, these overarching s- symbols and energies that seem to work like birds, messengers, right? They the in between the earth and the sky and then the eagle means this and the hawk means this and the hummingbird means this and and there's books about that i recommend animal speak by ted andrews uh, to get into that stuff but but here's the thing it doesn't ever 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 stop you or become more important than your personal language 
that's the most important thing. You are the perspective on this planet. You are the person, right, who is interpreting the energies, who's interpreting the science, who's building the language. Just like when you're a kid and you're learning how to speak whatever language you grew up around, right? And then there's not just the language of what people are saying, but then there's the language of what people are intending by what they're saying, like the subtext of, of the context of everything. So all this to say, Maria said, you got to give yourself maybe even a full two years to fully transition into being able to energy track, which means, you know, plan your life, plan your events, know what's happening, be very fluent. That's my word for it. Fluent with this whole thing about, you know, but maybe this weekend is not the right weekend for that event. I'll put it on this weekend because I can see the energies, those types of things. But he- hear me out. Two years. Two years. Now, I thought that was an interesting number because as it turns out, in one of my other episodes of podcasting, I talked about how I hated the law of attraction for two years. <laughs> I was so mad at this idea that it was my fault all the things that were in my life that I didn't like and all the things that had happened to me were my fault. And it took me two years to wrap my head around the fact that it's not a blame game. Law of attraction is not about blame. Law of attraction says like energy attracts like. We live in a vibration-based universe. Um, Thoughts and feelings have vibration, therefore events, occurrences, relationships that match come to it. But looking back, it's the same thing I was taught in my shamanic training. Creator, right? (laughs) You know, uh, speak your prayers with clear intent, right? Ask for healing, knowing that you're already healed, right? Which then leads into, you'd apply this to, to so many different ways of talking about spirituality and they all at the core right go back to that concept just a different way to go about it so for me the the shamanic stuff that I was doing was very much ceremony and cycles and and earth right and the law of attraction stuff that I did for years listening to Abraham was all about what is going on in your mind. It was like, can you get, can you, the mind and the emotions, but really understanding that I'm actually in charge of what I'm thinking. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. I really, really am. Ah. So two years. Now, why did I spend two years wrestling with law of attraction when I didn't like it? Well, because I had an awakening And I knew that I must get clear on that. Try it. Give it a good enough try to either say this is not for me or yes, this is for me. And I had a visceral shift that prompted me to do that, which of course sometimes those shifts look like you're face down on the couch and you're not doing good. Yeah. And you finally have to say, am I going to get busy living? right? Am I going to face what I need to face to move through what I need to move through so that I can get to the other side and to bridge that? One of the other reasons why I was called to it is because I had become a mother and and things had shifted and because I had these different people in my life, right? The highest good of what I was being called to learn and do and model and teach was different than it was before I became a mother and was married and all that. So, but, you know, the kids got older and I'm c- coming full circle around here. So um, 
So as I'm talking about this with you, I really want you to consider if you are having a spiritual awakening or having um, a non-codependency shift, like learning how to not be codependent or less codependent, right? Because we're human. There might always be a little bit of it in there. Or you're learning how to really listen to your intuition or live with your intuition. Trust your gut. If you're learning to love yourself, if you're learning to go from a fear-based place, they call it poverty consciousness, where you think that everything's going away and you're not going to have what you need and and you're making all these fear-based decisions about, you know, um, food and shelter and money, right? The money stuff. So an abundance shift. I'm not talking about the money actually coming to you. The money will come to you when you have an abundance shift. I'm talking about the actual emotional, mental, thinking, thought, knowing, being, emitting, living, abundance, mindset, vibration, perspective, knowing to be in that foundational place. Yes. If you have major challenges with one or both parents or parental figures of any kind, authority figures, and you are are working on shifting that so that you can be your own authority, not against them, but for you, but not against other people, but in a balanced power, yes? Are you giving yourself time to truly allow those things to take root, give to create a new foundation in your life? right? And then how do you do that? Well, first of all, there's this intent. Gosh darn it, I am going to whatever it is. I'm done being codependent. I'm going to do whatever it takes, however long it takes to reach a place where I'm more based on an interdependent setup than a codependent setup. Let the healing begin. Or, right, that's it. I'm going to straighten up enough about abundance that I'm not in this state of panic about it all the time or, or highs and lows to this extent. I would like more balance there, right? What is it, right, that you're like, gosh darn it, I am going to focus on this no matter what, yeah? And I'm not going to stop no matter how long it takes. Is there anything like that in your life where you're like, gosh darn it, I will learn how to work with my guides or gosh darn it, I will learn how to run energy or gosh darn it, I will learn how to live as a sensitive person, What, whatever it is. And then, does, does your brain start the clock? And then you're like, well, it's been 30 days. <laughs> where is it? Or I took a class. How come I'm not changed? Or, you know, I read that book. Or, you know, where is it? 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 Right? To give it the, the, the time. But then also thinking about what Maria had said was, every day you're writing down what the energy is for you. You're tuning into that. You're thinking about it. And then you're going back and you're contemplating based on the calendar. Are you in your journey of mastering, use the word mastering, (laughs) we could, we don't have to, uh, getting better at, incorporating, find the word that works for you, uh, flowing with, are you truly giving it the conscious contemplation that it requires? Notice I didn't say learning. Are you learning about it? Notice I didn't say doing. Are you doing? 
contemplating. Are you journaling about it? Are you making little notes on a calendar so you can go back and look? I'm always telling folks, write things down, write things down, write things down. One of the biggest things I did when I was having a spiritual awakening, because so much of it is not in the physical world, you're going on like journeys, right? And you're working with energy. I was like, what am I doing? So I started keeping a calendar of when I had a major shift, like a major epiphany about something in my life or a major experience that happened in a ceremony or a major understanding of something, I wrote it down on a calendar. And that, and I had one calendar that was just for those things. And maybe on any given month, there's only one, two things on it. But those things were major. If I had a major healing about a major thing that's been part of my story for decades, oh, do you think that was a good work for a month? I do think so in the personal growth area. And so one of the things that folks are doing, and I, and I see it happen with, you know, we're, we're, we're people with life, is that they're not self-assessing. They're not self-assessing. They're not saying, well, how, how am I now versus last year? And how am I now versus last month? And what have I learned? Um, and what do I feel like I'm called to learn now? Am I on the right track? Am I look? Am I even on the right topic? Right? Those types of things. Now I do, you know, it is I do coaching, right? Or I call them, now I'm calling them sacred conversations, right? So if you're like, oh, I really want to sort this out, you know, you, you can always book with me and talk with me about it, but you don't have to have an official <laughs> session with somebody in order to do things like this. But if you can't do it yourself, it is good to think, is there somebody in my life that I can ask to hold space for me? or sit with me during a conversation about this. Somebody's not going to get triggered about where I'm at, or somebody's not going to accidentally push what they want for me on me, but they're going to help me ask questions. An inquiry session. Oh, you think that? Is that true? I don't know. Is it true? What about this? Is that true? Here's what I've noticed about you. Do you notice that too? Right? To, to have an inquiry session with a buddy, or to get a couple of folks together and, and, and do it and just say, look, the whole point of this is, is that we're just going to ask questions and we're going to see if we can ask better questions of ourselves. And then we're going to see if we can pay attention to those questions so that we can see if we can learn from ourselves about ourselves. And then over time, we're going to see how we've grown. The mind is always answering whatever you ask it. If you say, why is the sky blue? It'll start thinking about it. If you say, why is today awful? It's going to start coming up with reasons why today is awful. If you say, why is today the potential to be the best day of this week? Now your mind is answering that question on why this is the best day of this week. It's asking those questions. In the class with Maria, Maria was asking us to ask ourselves, what was my energy like today? Oh, right? Powerful. It's very different than what did you do today? <laughs> right? That That's helpful in a different context, right? But to go back and say, all right, one of the things that is is helpful to, to think about is, and my guidance talks to me about this and, and talks to folks about this a lot, is you're building a foundation for something to get built on that foundation, for something to get built on that foundation, right? So when you think about your life, can you identify the one foundational thing that really needs to be shifted so that you can have the, 
but love, connection, skills, perspective, right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that you need to really start letting in the, the better stuff for you, the stuff that you want to manifest, the stuff that feels great, the healthier relationships. So a lot of folks go into the doing. They say, well, I'm going to, I want to lose weight or I want to gain weight or I want to, right, I want to, uh, they put it into the doing. I'm going to, to drink more water. I'm going to, you know, write that book. Well, those are the doing things. I, I want to, in this episode, I want to say, yes, those go on a separate list, put those on a doing list. I'm talking about foundational skills. So if you're thinking about anything that has to do with your body, is it, I want to love myself or I want to honor my body temple? Ooh, or I want to really feel grounded and safe in this place. Like what is the foundation, not the actions, but what's the foundation underneath it and finding the words and the imagery and the ways to think about that, that work for you are great. I'm very sort of poetic and metaphorical in how I think about things, but folks who are more concrete thinkers, right? We'll come up with another way to say that, but you got to find, I really, you got to find the thing that, that speaks to you in the language that speaks to you. So that's the foundation. Some folks might say, but I remember there was a time I was like, I really got to work on my abundance because we really needed it. <laughs> the kids were younger and, oh, but my intuition was like, no, <laughs> you have to work on this skill instead. And I did. I spent a year working on the other skill. And then after I did that, I was like, oh, yes, now it's time for the abundance thing. And then I spent a year on the abundance thing. And not only did that one year of the other thing happen great, but in the abundance thing, it was like, yeah, the income tripled <laughs> that year. <laughs> I didn't even tell anybody I was working on it. I kept the abundance thing a secret so that I didn't have to worry about my performance with it. So here's the thing. The thing that you're working on if you're really stuck at it, it might be too far up the ladder. Like people are like, I want to manifest a soulmate. It's like, well, do you love yourself? Because you're going to get the love that you're giving. And if you're not giving yourself really wonderful love, you're not going to attract anything that's going to model what you're really, really wanting. And that's why folks are saying, well, you want to attract a soulmate. Well, work on yourself first. And they're like, well, ah, that's the foundation. That's a necessary foundational part to attracting that. Yes. So, so let's go back and say, all right, folks, I'm, I'm having a spiritual awakening. I want to, you know, know my purpose. I want to live a great life. I want to have, and it's all, you know, health and abundance and great relationships and all of those things. And yes, 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 yes. You're going to be working on them simultaneously. Life is life and life just doesn't, only give you one category of growth a day, right? There's all sorts of things that are happening in your life. But when you're looking at a big shift, a big change that you want to anchor in, in your life, like for me, those two years of the first thing of law of attraction was just wrestling with my mind. It wasn't, I was doing other things as well, but that was the core thing that I was working on, right? And now I still have to tend to my mind. It's not like that goes away. It's not like, oh, I figured it. Now my mind is always doing exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I wanted to do. But my core my core thing is different right now. 
my core um, foundational anchoring of what I'm anchoring in is different. Now, it's, it's important, very, very, very important to say this. If you are in a cycle, a grief cycle, like when my stepdad passed away, I was in a fog. And folks who have had stuff like that happen, right, you, you can relate to that, I'm sure. And I was my fir- first parent that had passed away. I didn't know what to do with it. I'd never been through that before. And so the foundational thing that I was anchoring in at that time wasn't, you know, health and wealth and relationships. It was really good grieving. Can I learn how to grieve well so that I process it so that at the that I come out of it feeling more whole, feeling more love. I mean, yes, there's that that ache of having that person gone, but but tr- allowing that to transform into a beautiful ache kind of a thing. Can I allow myself to expand through this process? And then how do I do it on a daily basis? You know, how do I communicate about it? And how do I let myself have time to, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what I want to point out is, is if you were like, if you're somebody who's like, had your first kid and you're like, right, or you're having a kid, right? And you're like, ah, your foundation may be, how do I anchor into learning how to be mother or father, right? So that I can then continue on my journey as myself and as parent, right? That might be a foundational thing too. Or maybe you have a kid and you think you should be working on it and you are just knowing, nope, the only thing I really need to be focusing on other than, of course, (laughs) feeding this kid and you know, all the baby, all the baby tasks, right? Diapers and things is my timing. I'm just working on timing, divine timing, divine timing, divine timing, divine timing. So how do you know you're done? How do you know that you have achieved a new place, right? The foundation is there. Well, it, 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 Oftentimes, <laughs> it starts with a bang. I know I'm going to work on this. But then it, it, at the end, there's no finish line where you're like, sometimes you might be like, yes, 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 I've achieved it. But usually, it gets to the point where it's become so integrated in your life, you just don't think about it anymore. You're just doing it. Yeah? It goes through the stages. Unconsciously incompetent. Remember? I don't know how bad I am at it. Consciously incompetent. Oh, this is the painful one. I really know how bad I am at it. <laughs> And I'm still bad at it. Consciously competent. Oh my gosh, I have to work at this, but I'm doing better. And then unconsciously competent means you just don't even think about it, right? Because you can start taking it for granted. But it's another way to say you're integrated with it. I'm grateful for my intuition. I don't, I don't take it for granted, but I do think that I don't notice anymore how intuitive I have become based on where I started decades ago with it. Because it's, it's, it's integrated in me. Yes. So I am grateful for it, but I don't notice. I think I don't notice other people will point it out to me and then I go, Oh yeah, right. <laughs> right. But I'm just living it. So your goal is, is not, I'm going to integrate this. And at the end, 
there's going to be some big bang and then my life is going to be different. Oh, that creates a setup, right? Where you're setting yourself up for something that's not natural, really. It's I'm going to integrate this so much so that I'm going to be so integrated that it's just going to be so natural for me that it's I'm not even going to notice it. I'm just going to love myself. I'm going to wake up in the morning and it's going to be natural for me to think good thoughts about me and to love me. Or I'm going to just know the divine timing of things. Or I'm just going to have a conversation with somebody and they're going to be in their mood and I'm going to be in my mood and I'm just not, it's not even going to occur to me to be codependent about it. (laughs) That's amazing. Yes. So please, if you're, if you feel like you're going nowhere, you're not going nowhere. We are always learning. We're always evolving, but take a look at this foundational stuff. And if you're raising kids, you've got people you're living with or folks you're close to, you can take a look and and if you even just ask yourself, is it possible that they're working on something that has nothing to do with their schoolwork, for example, or their homeschool work, right? They're working on their little kids. Sometimes they're just working on a foundational human skill, <laughs> right? Of course, teenagers are really working on interpersonal things and who am I and, and all sorts of stuff. And not everybody does it in the same order, right? And and has the same desire for the focus of it. And not each person, there's not every person is going to want to be intuitive. I know that sounds <laughs> to me, I'm like, really? But it's true. That's not what they call it. That's not, that's not one of their goals. So to say, well, you have to love yourself. I'm serious. There are so many ways that people think about concepts that the end result might be they're loving themselves, but they don't think about it in that way. And since they don't think about it or talk about it in that way to say, well, you have to do it. And if you don't focus on it, you're not doing it. Again, look at the result. Do they think good thoughts about themselves? Do they feel confident in themselves? Do they Are they kind to themselves? Do they extend that kindness to the world around them? Now, some people are more in, uh, into individual relationships. Some people are into more, um, you know, thinking about humanity as a whole. I mean, I can start getting into the whole personality typing thing, but I won't in this one. Right? So... To not take the way that we are thinking about foundational skills we need and put it on to uh, and put it on to other people, but to say, is there something that they might be working on? If they don't know what it is, and, and I don't know what it is, I can still set the intent that there is harmony in in my, in my relationship with this person, and that I am getting the information that I need so that I can help them flow while I'm flowing. Right? As a little thing about that. So my, my picturing for you, my, my desire for this podcast was to not make you feel like, oh gosh, it's going to take forever to do things, but to make you realize, oh yeah, this is deep stuff and it happens over a length of time. Why? Because life experiences what is teaching me. Now, the cool thing is if I decide I'm going to be more intuitive or decide I'm going to love myself more and I start practicing intuition and self, you know, loving myself and all those things, I do get immediate results. I can start to see immediate results in my life. I can start to enjoy the the wins that I'm having now. I can start to celebrate those wins. So I'm going to have those little pops of, woo, that was awesome, and celebrations while I'm doing it. 
And if I keep doing that and I'm enjoying those things and I'm saying yes to those things and I'm consciously thinking that I, you know, paying attention to the fact that they've been done so that I'm part of my conscious conversation about it with myself, then how could I not reach a place where it gets integrated, right? (laughs) 